I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Ah, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Shoes. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Shoes. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. You and I are about to have a long talk about the system what it is, what systems are in general, what ours is, and where you and I stand. That and more coming up next on I'm Right. Before we get to the sound bites, Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, Steve Scalise, updates on where we are on the recount and whatnot, you and I have to have a little chat. And this is going to sound dark at first, but believe me, at the end, I'm going to bring you back up with a ray of hope. You just have to understand where we are. There's a reason 
when guys like Mark Esper, Secretary of Defense, got fired today. There's a reason when they get fired, they talk about, well, I had to protect the institution. Christopher Wray. Christopher Wray is our useless director of the FBI. No matter how much criticism he gets, he talks about, he's spoken publicly about, well, I have to protect the institution. There's a reason President Trump is impeached basically by the State Department, talking about protecting the institution. But it goes way beyond government, way, way, way beyond government. Do you remember coronavirus? Of course you do, right? Of course it's about to be over if Joe Biden takes the presidency. Do you realize, I want you to, I want you to now just wrap your mind around this, all right? Wrap your mind around the fact that the most modern, wealthy nation in the history of the world was told to combat a virus, everyone just had to stand six feet away from each other and put a piece of cloth over their face. I, I'm not exaggerating that. I, that's what we were told. And here it goes, it goes, it gets crazier when you, when you really wrap your mind around it. Not only were we told that, we were told any theories or information or medical reports to the contrary was flat out wise. In fact, it went more, it went, it went deeper. It was more than just, you, the, those are the solutions and there aren't any other solutions. There were doctors, medical experts that came out and said, no, actually none of that's right. This, this, and this are right. Social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, places like that, banned the video from their platform. No, no, only standing six feet away, only putting a piece of cloth over your face. That's all that's acceptable. And soon, in the minds of so many Americans, maybe in your mind still, well, uh, yeah, well, everyone just wears a mask. Of course we have to wear a mask. Everyone knows that. Do you know that as it stands right now, there's still not even that much evidence that societies that have worn a mask versus those who haven't have done any better? Wrap your mind around that right now. There's no evidence when it comes to coronavirus that wearing a mask works at all. Oh, there's plenty of theories. I get it. But no evidence. All right, set that aside. Let's go to the, the George Floyd killing. Everyone remembers George Floyd dies? And all of a sudden, it's racist police officers. And then we had national marches. We had national marches. They were turning, torching cities, looting, burning, murdering. Racist, the systemic racism. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black Lives Matter everywhere. My sons can't log into their video games without a Black Lives Matter screen. Black Lives Matter on ESPN. Black Lives Matter everywhere you see. We have Republicans in Congress. Well, what we really need is, since we're so racist, to change the name of military bases. That'll do. Oh, and federal police reform. I'm not racist, you see. All this is because the system decided one thing was true. Doesn't matter if it's true or not. One thing was true. What a system actually is, what we have here, and every society has one of these, it's just really another way to say culture. We have people educated to think a certain way. Everyone in society basically now has been educated to think a certain way, educated in government schools, guided through specific processes. They go, the elite of the elite, you know, people with a lot of money, people with a great family name, they then go to the elite schools, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, only they just get more advanced thinking in the exact same kind of thinking. And now we have an entire society that decides there is only one truth. 
Nothing else can question it. Nothing else can disrupt it. You see, systems, they defend themselves. No, there's not some big conspiracy theory here. Put the tin, take the tinfoil off your head. There's no conspiracy theory. We just have a huge chunk of society. They can't unplug from the matrix. They cannot think for themselves. And so they go along like, well, what's everyone else doing? I, he's doing this and he's doing that. Or, or that's okay. All right, that's what I'm saying too. Wear your mask uh, and racism. People can't think anymore. Why do you think Julius Caesar ended up dead on the Senate floor of Rome with a bunch of stab wounds in him? Because he tried to disrupt the system itself. Why do you think Donald Trump has been savaged more than any other president in the history of this country, aside from the ones that were assassinated? Why do you think that is? No, this is not some Trump worship thing. You know, I don't do that. I've criticized the men several times. Trump was a system disruptor, is a system disruptor in many, many ways. He spoke in ways you're not supposed to speak. The system doesn't, what? We don't, we don't call other politicians names. That doesn't happen in our system. Foreign policy, great example. Well, these generals, these generals say this plan is going to be a disaster. Did you know that Donald Trump is a foreign policy disaster? This is a disaster. And yet Trump's out here signing peace deal after peace deal after peace deal. By any measure, by any measure, Trump's four years as president has been a monumental achievement for foreign policy. The dude almost won the Nobel Peace Prize. And yet you can't find three generals in the United States of America, former generals, who will come out and support him. Why? Well, they all went through the same system, right? Invade everywhere all the time, stay everywhere forever. That's the only system they know. Those are the only people in the Pentagon. Those are the only people in the brass. Everyone's come up through the same system. You're seeing it now with the elections. Fascinating to watch. You remember leading up to the election, that huge scandal with Hunter Biden? Maybe you think that affected Joe Biden. Maybe you didn't. But do you realize that just because you're the type of person who watches my show, you know about it? Do you have any idea what percentage of voters out there had no idea? Because all the major news organizations agreed they weren't going to report it. The big tech companies censored it and banned anybody who tried to report on it. Do you know how creepy and Orwellian that is? We're now at a point, I I'm currently suspended on Twitter. We're now at a point, post-election, where even challenging or mentioning slight irregularities in the voting will get you censored. They're censoring the president of the United States of America. This actually may not be accurate. Oh, you can't tweet that. Oh, you're not allowed to say that at all. The entire American media, get that, wrap your mind around this. The American media, the system, has decided Joe Biden is president-elect. Now, Joe Biden might end up being president-elect, and he might end up being president. In fact, he probably will. I don't know how successful this court stuff's going to be. But you know how creepy it is? Everyone just decided, ah, he's the president, president-elect. Joe Biden's up there giving speeches. They're having victory parades, parties, President-elect Biden. How many news stories have you seen out there? It's all of them. President-elect Joe Biden, President-elect Joe Biden. All of them. They're all saying the same thing. The system has decided he's President-elect. And did you know he's not? That's not, that's not, I'm not, not right-wing or left-wing. That's not me trying to be controversial. This election has not been certified yet. Al Gore got 30-some days for challenging the election integrity of one state. There are currently challenges in five states. This is going to drag on. He's not even close to being president-elect yet. 
yet if you were to go talk to 10 people in the local uh, uh, mall right now, go tap 10 people on the shoulder and ask them if Joe Biden is president-elect, 9 out of 10 at least will say, well, yeah, of course. Because the entire system has already told him so. Now that's the situation we're in. And that situation's about to get worse if Joe Biden is elected president. Okay, all that's the bad news. Now let me give you the good news. You're not part of it. And you need to make sure your kids aren't part of it. And your family isn't part of it. And your friends aren't part of it. And that takes time. But you're not part of it. 70 million people think like you. Don't be in despair. Don't get down in the dumps. Don't think you're all alone. You're not all alone. This show ain't going anywhere. Believe me when I tell you that. I'll be right here every night. We're talking. You have millions of people who think just like you and I think. You're going to be fine. But it is important. Not only that you unplug your family and friends, that you stay unplugged yourself. Because you are a rebel to the system. The system doesn't want you They don't want you to speak. You'll be censored at every turn. That's only going to get worse. That's not going to be better. You're going to be shunned. You're going to be shamed. There's no question about it. I'm not sugarcoating for you what's ahead. But what I am telling you is you're not alone. You are not alone. We're going to go through this whole thing. And we're going to go through it all together. But just know you are the most dangerous thing in the world to the system. You're somebody who sees it and somebody who questions it. Which brings me to my last point. I am not frustrated right now with Democrats. I'm not frustrated with the American media. I'm really not. I know they're lost. I know they're leftists. I know they hate me. And the feeling's mutual. It's fine. It's fine. Look, there are friends in this life and there are enemies. Don't worry about it. I am very frustrated with our own side. And I've come to a realization Many of them can't help it. Many just won't help it. Many of them can't help it. You see, geography is much more important than I ever gave it credit for. Not sure how to say that. I went to community college. The truth is this. If you live in the Washington, D.C. slash New York City bubble, it is very, very, very difficult to stay outside of the system because you are knee-deep in it. I see... Average, everyday Americans combing through these headlines about voter registrations, about fraud, going through the sworn affidavits. I didn't know we have those. And I see normal Americans saying, hey, let's, what's the truth here? Let's figure this out. And I see at least half of my pundit friends saying, oh, let, stop with the fighting. Uh, Joe Biden's going to be president. Gosh. Laying down not even realizing it. They're the same ones who were telling you at the beginning of coronavirus, go home, hide under your bed, wear a mask, we're all going to die. Oh, who cares about the economy? They're not bad people. Most of them aren't even doing it intentionally. They're just surrounded because they're in D.C. or New York. They're surrounded by the system and couldn't escape it if they wanted to. They're part of it now. Those are the people I'm frustrated with because we need them. We need elected officials right now. We need help. We need help. This election is not over yet. This election is about to continue to get uglier as it goes to the courts. And I don't know what will be uglier. If Joe Biden turns out to be the winner, which, I mean, he very well may, and that'll suck. Or if they reverse all that now, and Donald Trump turns out to be the winner, 
How well do you think the left's going to take that after the system already told them Joe Biden will? So we got some ugly times ahead of us. But look, there are some Republicans, to their credit, like Lindsey Graham. They seem to be in the fight. If Republicans don't challenge and change the U.S. election system, there'll never be another Republican president elected again. President Trump should not concede. Uh, we're down to less of 10,000 votes in Georgia. He's going to win North Carolina. We've gone from 93,000 votes to less than 20,000 votes in Arizona, or more, more votes to be counted. There are allegations of system failure, fraud. John James, do not concede. These computers in Michigan do not pass the smell test. Keep fighting for every legal and live vote. These computers, I should bring that up briefly, just briefly before we wrap this up here. There's a computer system. I'm not going to go into all the details of it. Just know there was a glitch. I'm not going to say there was something nefarious. This glitch happened to change a lot of Republican votes to Democrat votes. And in case you think this is just fake news or right-wing slander, one guy in Michigan lost his election by a little over 100 votes. They fixed the glitch. Now he's an elected official. He won by over a thousand. The glitch is real. I don't know what's real and what's fake so far when it comes to voter fraud. I don't know if it changed the election. I don't know who the next president of the United States of America is going to be. And you know what? None of that changes what I just told you, and it's 100% true. There is a system, and it is critical that you not be part of it, that you see it, and that you expose it every single chance you get. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, I know many things have made you uncomfortable recently because you should see my emails. It's a sea of, Jesse, I can't sleep. Jesse, what's going to happen? And look, that's my emails, let alone my text messages. Every friend, family member, neighbor I own is emailing me, texting me. Jesse, what's going to happen? The anxiety in this country is through the roof right now. People aren't sleeping. You know there's a solution for that, right? It's called Doctors Trusted CBD. There's a natural solution for that, I should say. If you're suffering with anxiety right now, but over the election or anything, look at CBD. If you're suffering from sleeplessness, look at CBD. You have joint pain, look at CBD. And not just any CBD, please stop going and buying CBD oil from the local gas station that's right next to the switchblades. Go to Doctors Trusted CBD. They've been doing this since 1999. They test everything to make sure it's potent and pure. And when you go to doctorstrustedcbd.com and use the promo code JESSE, you get free shipping and five bucks off. Doctorstrustedcbd.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. Okay, you wanna talk about the system? How about this? I want you to wrap your mind around this. You remember when Joe Biden, of course it's not going to get reported on, but when Joe Biden in the debate was pressed on what's your coronavirus plan? Because so many people were voting on coronavirus one way or the other. Some were voting on they wanted the country open back up. Some, believe it or not, many, again, part of the system, many, I need more lockdowns. We need to, we need to go home and hide forever. Many people vote that way. All right, look, you can only educate so many. So many people vote that way. But Joe Biden gives his coronavirus answer during the debate, and his list of the things he was going to do 
was all the thing Trump had already done. <laughs> it's, it was like a list verbatim of what Trump had already done. And one of them was the vaccine. And Trump steps up and says, what are you talking about the vaccine? I already have multiple private companies working on a vaccine that will be ready in mid-November. And lo and behold, I don't know about you, my watch says it's November 9th. That makes it the Monday after the election. Guess what was announced today? 90% is a game changer. 90% now you are uh, hoping to have a tool in your war against this pandemic that could be significantly effective. Uh, how long this protection will last is something that we don't know right now, but uh, it's part of the objectives of this study. We will follow up the 44,000 uh, people that uh, they received, uh, they are part of this uh, study for two years. And during this follow-up, obviously, we will be looking also uh, the durability of uh, the immune responses. 90%. Uh, setting that aside, they announced it after the election, and now just came out today, it was leaked today, they knew before the election. Does that change things? With an election this close? There's a vaccine now for coronavirus, but the announcement waits six days after the election before it comes out? Are you starting to see what I'm talking about? Donald Trump had a tweet out today, stock market up big, vaccine coming soon, report is 90% effective. Such great news. Joe Biden had a statement as well, quote, I congratulate the brilliant women and men who helped produce this breakthrough and gave us such cause for hope. At the same time, it's also important to understand that the end of the battle against COVID-19 is still months away. This news follows a previously announced timeline by industry officials that forecast vaccine approval by late November. Even if that is achieved and some Americans are vaccinated later this year, it will be many more months before there is widespread vaccination in this country. Let me just explain something to you right now. As soon as Joe Biden walks into the Oval Office, you're going to see almost universal media headlines about coronavirus is getting better. The nation's overcoming it. Looks like it's safe to go out again. And Mr. Producer, go ahead and record this so as soon as Joe Biden takes over and these headlines come out, I can play this back again and tell everybody I told you so. And you know why that's the case? Because the system is a very powerful thing. And the system decided they could use coronavirus to make Donald Trump look like an incompetent buffoon who didn't care about anybody. And now that Joe Biden's about to be president of the United States, if he's about to be president of the United States, all our problems are about to go away. There's not going to be any more crime, not any more civil unrest. All that'll calm down now, of course. Coronavirus, it's going to be like a miracle from God. Coronavirus, is, it's gone just vanishes in thin air. Oh, sure, there's a case here or a case there, but coronavirus is gone. And Joe Biden is the one who got us through it. You see, the system protects itself. Oh, and believe me, I'm talking about Republicans too. You've already seen people like Condoleezza Rice, George W. Bush come out and congratulate President-elect Joe Biden when he's not president-elect. And remember, he's not. We have multiple G20 country, the leaders, 
They haven't congratulated him. And when asked about it, they flat out say, well, he's not the president-elect. What are you talking about? That's not how the system works. They're working it out. It's wild, isn't it, when you think about it? It's maddening, too. And think about this. Think about the absolute chaos you've seen over the last four years. It's been crazy, right? We've had the presidency and the Senate. And it's been nonstop controversy and madness. And this is these people are angry and this looting and this is happening and this and this and this. And remember, I've opined on the show. I've wondered on the show before. If leftists don't do this on purpose, make everything so miserable that people eventually will go to the polls and just vote for somebody they don't even want just so it will calm down. And you watch. It's all about the calm down now. Cuomo, gosh, New, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, the guy who killed more people than anyone else with his coronavirus policies, had this to say about the vaccine. The good news is uh, the Pfizer tests look good and we'll have a vaccine shortly. The bad news is uh, that it's about two months before Joe Biden takes over. And that means this administration is going to be implementing a vaccine plan. And the Trump administration is rolling out the vaccination plan. And I believe it's flawed. I believe it, it learns nothing from the past. They're basically going to have the private providers do it. And that's going to leave out all sorts of communities that were left left out the first time uh, when COVID ravaged them. We can't let this vaccination plan go forward the way the Trump administration is designing it because Biden can't undo it two months later. We'll be in the midst of it. Uh, And I'm going, I've been talking to governors across the nation about that. Uh, How can we shape the Trump administration vaccine plan to fix it or stop it uh, before it does damage? That's right. Oh, oh, we have a vaccine. No, no. Whoa, whoa. Trump can't administer it. In fact, we can't even allow Trump to administer it. Only Joe Biden can distribute the vaccine. Our savior is finally here. Are you starting to see yet? You will. Now that I've pointed it out, you will. HomeTitleLock.com is one of those things You have to have it, and you drag your feet on buying it. I know you have, because you think it's not going to happen to you, right? Well, let me be clear about something. Once they get a hold of your home title, once they have it, they're going to forge your signature on it, they're going to take a loan out against it, and you're going to have to either pay the loan back, pay tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees, or be evicted from your home. Once they steal it, it's too late. There is no home title lock after that. Home title lock is before the worst happens. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and sign up. If you use the code radio, you get 30 free days of protection. Free days. HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code radio. We'll be back. Joining me now, Republican strategist and attorney, Amanda Mackey. Amanda, I need you to shoot me straight here. I see so many headlines of voter fraud here and voter fraud there. Now we have sworn affidavits. I don't even know what an affidavit is. I went to community college. I hear widespread voter fraud. I I, I don't know what's happening, what's real and what's not real. Because I don't want to be conspiracy theory guy. Give me Break it down for idiots like me. 
<laughs> well, I don't think you're an idiot, but um, I will say this. I'll just make it really simple. They haven't declared North Carolina yet. So we anticipate that will go for President Trump. So we still have that state outstanding. Georgia has just gone to a recount because it was less than a certain percentage. So it achieved that threshold. So Georgia will go to a recount. So those two states are still outstanding. The Trump campaign is alleging that they have sworn affidavits, basically people swearing under oath that they would come before court and, and, and make, their, make their claims known. Um, they're swearing to that just as if you were going to traffic court. Um, and so they're coming forward with claims of whatever it might be in, in the respective states. So Wisconsin may be going to a recount. Pennsylvania, what happened in Pennsylvania, I'll make it real simple. Um, Pennsylvania is allowing ballots to come in until Friday. So last Friday was the last day the ballots could come in. No other state in America was allowing for ballots to be counted that might've been sent in after Tuesday, except for Pennsylvania. The United States Supreme Court, Justice Alito, an associate justice who happens to also be from that part of the that, that region of the country, um, he said those ballots have to be segregated. The Secretary of State of Pennsylvania, no fan of President Trump, has gone after President Trump on, on Twitter before, uh, basically said we will be able to segregate those ballots. Yet those ballots have not been segregated. In fact, they've been aggregated. They've been included in the vote counts. And then she was supposed to respond by 2 p.m. Saturday. She went ahead and they certified the state, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania on Saturday by noon. So that's where okay, things stand. Right, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me pause you right there when it comes to Pennsylvania because I have 10,000 questions. You're welcome to laugh at me, that, but then please answer the question. One, okay, they were mixed in. Can they unmix them? Because lots of times I know they can't unmix them. Two, how is it possible you can look at a SCOTUS, you know, ruling telling you to do something and you just give him the proverbial middle finger and move on? What are the consequences for that? How is that humanly possible? Well, the, the commingling should not have happened. Um, can they go back and do it? That's a good question. Um, I wonder at this point how they can. I was on with I was on with a Democrat strategist and she said, oh, those were just in four counties. And I was thinking to myself, well, four counties, the four most important and most populous counties in the state. Yes. Um, and so how they're going to do that, they must, they were required. Be, they came before the Supreme Court. The Secretary of State of Pennsylvania, Secretary Bookbar, came before the Supreme Court and said, we will be able to do this. And now she said, we're, we're not sure if we were able to do it. We haven't been able to do it in certain, uh, certain counties. So um, whether they can or not is a question that can be brought before the courts. And I think that's what the, the Trump team is going to want to do. The other thing that came before the courts and they sided with the Trump uh, campaign team was that you cannot meaningfully view as a poll watcher, view a ballot if you are with it, if you are 24 feet from the ballot, just just take your own feet and measure 24 feet and see if you can see something with writing on it from 24 feet. So the court said it has to be within six feet. And the, and the Trump campaign is alleging that for 24 hours, they were not allowed to be within six feet of the ballots as required by Pennsylvania courts. 
Okay, two more points, and, I, and I'm sorry to belabor this, but I really want to get the facts right on this. You're telling me the ballots that weren't supposed to be commingled but got commingled happened to be in the four most important counties in Pennsylvania? One, is that what you're telling me? And two, what are the consequences for being told you have to let them within six feet and, not, and them not being allowed within six feet? Because that 24 hours is critical. If they could just say, screw you for a day, then who's going to jail? Well, the, the four counties was mentioned by a Democrat strategist. So um, that's, what, that's what she alleges. But the point is, it doesn't matter where it is. The point is, is that if you come before the United States Supreme Court, if we're nothing, we're a country of laws. You come before a state Supreme Court, and you, United States Supreme Court, and you say you can do something and then you fail to do it, there better be consequences. And I think that the Secretary of State should lose her job if she commits to something before the United States Supreme Court and then says, I can't do it. And before she was supposed to respond at 2 p.m. on Saturday, she certified at noon the, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for, the, for, the, uh, for, Vi uh, for Vice President Joe Biden. Okay, but with all due respect, I know you're. I know you're a lawyer. Are we a nation of laws? Because that just sounded to me like Democrats gave a big no thanks for not following that law several times. And you're telling me the lady should lose her job? Uh, no, I lose my job if I start partying too much with Hunter Biden and can't do my TV show. I lose my freedom if I'm actually committing crimes. If no one's actually going to lose their freedom, then are we a nation of laws? That doesn't sound to me like we are. Well, there are penalties of perjury that do involve civil and criminal penalties. And so if someone comes before a court and can't, uh, can't and, and basically lies about what she says she can and cannot do, absolutely. But this is, this is where it is so important for the Republicans to get this right. And I have been saying this for the last five days. What is the harm in allowing the president who has the ability, just like every other American, no matter how small, how big, to bring a claim before the court. And people say, well, there's thousands of votes, it doesn't matter. And when you make the comparison to Al Gore and, and Bush in 2000, they said, but that was 537 votes. These are tens of thousands that the president will never be able to, to uh, you know, catch up. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that we have uh, allegations of fraud. We have allegations that the systems in, in Michigan did not work properly. And we know in Pennsylvania that the Secretary of State basically lied about what she can and cannot do and did not segregate the ballots that were supposed to be segregated after November 3rd. And so all of these make this ripe for the president, for the democracy of this country, for Americans to know that their vote counts and for Democrats to know that they can't do anything to mess with elections and interfere with elections, we must pursue this. And that's what the president is doing now. 100% support. Yes, yes. That, I love that. Now tell me, is there, is it within the realm of possibility? Because as you pointed out, it's not down 500 votes. I mean, spread out over the swing states. I know it's thousands. It's, ten, it's tens of thousands. Is it within the realm of possibility that so many votes get tossed out that, that he does come back and make up those, those, those margins? Or are we going to quibble about the margins a little bit here and then a little bit there and then at the end say, oh, well, I guess Joe won it? Look, you and I aren't going to be able to tell that. That's for the people who can go in and make the allegations, right? And so if you are making those allegations of fraud and if it is widespread and if it is concerted, there is a claim. We have to see what happens. 
But here's the thing. This is America. We're a first world country. We need to be able to know that our elections are free, fair, and that the integrity of every vote counts. And I believe that there are 70 million people plus who supported President Trump and many Democrats who were thinking to themselves, well, did this happen or did this not happen? It is important that the American people know that the integrity of their vote counts. What is scary is how important the USPS has become to our elections process. They are now a huge part of our, our national elections. How crazy is that? I, I, just as an example, I sent something last week, Priority Mail, paid $40 to get a set of keys, uh, you know, a thousand miles away, and it was supposed to be delivered at noon. At noon, it was still percolating about 20 miles from my house. And so we're going to rely on the USPS to be part of our election system. Then our country, you're right, we maybe we're not a country of laws if that's the case. Amanda Mackey, that was awesome. Thank you for answering all my stupid questions. I had a lot of them. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jesse. All right. We'll be right back. Joining me now to talk about my geography theory and other things, Jeff Charles with RedState.com and LibertyNation.com and co-host of the Red and Black Show. Jeff, you're an Austin guy. I'm a Houston guy. I have come to the conclusion that our side, which frustrates me very, very much sometimes, I'm sure they frustrate you, that really the problem is as much geography as anything else that it is nearly impossible. I know you have a ton of friends in the D.C., New York area like I do. It's nearly impossible to live, work, and worship in that area and, sim and, and be anything other than just part of the regular old system. Now, when you talk about the regular old system, are you talking about as far as, uh, you know, going into, into liberal areas or... Not talking about going into liberal areas. I'm talking about you're just going to serve the Democrat-run system as a whole in one way or another anyway. That all the Republicans I um, see that think for themselves, that are able to think for themselves, they don't reside in those areas. Very few of my friends in those areas that maintain some independence of thought that's separate from what's accepted, they don't live there. That it's just too powerful when you're surrounded by all people who think and look and talk the same way. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right to a certain extent, but I will say this. I think some things are starting to change. I mean, here in Austin, very blue city, obviously, but there are a lot of conservatives here. And I'll tell you, I have a friend who's running for the Austin City Council, and they're going to go to a runoff election because she came in at two points behind the incumbent, who was a rabid Marxist. And so that, <laughs> that normally wouldn't happen in a city like Austin. But, I mean, just the fact that she's only two points behind him shows that some things are changing here, and people who have more of our mindset are starting to get a little bit more emboldened politically. What is changing, Jeff? Because I know how liberal Austin is. What are people mad about? Are they mad about the coronavirus stuff? Are they mad about Antifa, Black Lives Matter? Are they mad about taxes? Are they mad about spending? Are they mad about foreign policy? What are they mad about? Oh, well, I, I can speak for Austin. I mean, they're mad about this whole defunding the police initiative. They're mad about rescinding the homeless camping ban. They're mad about taxes. They're mad about zoning laws. They're mad about everything pro progressive. And it makes sense. I mean, the Austin City Council is overrun by Marxists. Our mayor is a, is a very far left progressive. And I think even people on the left are getting sick of it. 
Okay, so that actually gives me quite a bit of hope. Do you see these leftist cities, not just Austin, but cities I love, like New York City. I love New York City. I mean, de Blasio's mm -hmm. ruined that daggone place. I, LA's cool. People who don't like LA have never had a good night in LA. LA's awesome, and they've ruined that place. Do you think these, do you think these big cities have a chance of coming back anytime soon, or are they just so radical left now they're just done? You know, the, we always fall into the uh, mistake of thinking that in, in these cities and in other areas, the left is somehow untouchable. But, I mean, if the left can just make a push to turn Texas purple, and, to, and if Beto or Warwick was almost my senator, there's no reason why we can't make inroads. Now, it's not going to be easy. We do have to put forth the effort, right? And that's where the GOP has always fallen short in a lot of areas. They don't. They just don't bother. They just say, let's just focus on the people that already like us. We don't need to get any more people into our fold, but that's a mistake. I think if we do start making inroads, we will find that a lot of the residents living in these cities are tired of their local and state-level governments. What does that mean, effort? What What does the GOP, what should they do? Should we be, are we flat out not running candidates? Are we not funding candidates? Are we not, are we not running TV ads? What aren't they doing in there? I can go on for hours about this, but just to give you a nutshell, I mean, just think about <laughs> just think about Chicago. Fifty and, and on November third, fifty local Democratic politicians didn't win an election, but they were appointed because nobody was running against them. The, the GOP uh. does not run candidates in Chicago. I have interviewed a political a, a re black Republican in Chicago who talks a lot about this, and the Repu and the Republican Party, at least the local. In the, in the local chapter of the, the Chicago, they're basically useless. And they basically allow the Democrats to own the city as long as they can get to, you know, go for the suburbs. So we see that in cities. I mean, and I'm not saying that happens everywhere, like in L.A. And, and other places, but I'm sure you've heard about how inept the GOP has been in California. I've talked to candidates there where they're just not getting a whole heck of a lot of support from their local or state level GOP. So I think that you know, I, mean, I think going forward, regardless of how this presidential election turns out, there's going to have to be a reckoning, right? I mean, there's going to have to be some reform in the way that the GOP approaches these matters. They should be pouring resources into these candidates. They should be trying to run candidates where they think they can win. They should be helping them with advertising, staffing, um, all the stuff that goes into a campaign, especially for people who haven't run for office anymore. They should be able to call on the GOP to say, hey, I could use some help here. I think I can win. What do you have for me? What, what can we do to turn this area red? Jeff, is it fair to say Democrats are much, much, much better beyond that on focusing on races that aren't sexy but turn out to matter a lot? You know, the local DA, Secretary of State, 99% of people even watching my show cannot name the Secretary of State. We're worried about the shiny new object. This congressman looks like a star here. Oh, she's really pretty. Let's run her. Oh, look at this senator. He seems really important. They're over there winning DA races and kicking our rear ends. Yeah, and they're using the fact that we're always attracted to the bright and shiny objects to sneak their people in. Now, during this election, the GOP did a lot better in a lot of local races. But when it comes to areas that are specifically blue, we're falling short. And the Democrats don't have that same fear. They will go and run a candidate in a very red area, even if they know they're going to lose, because they understand that they're playing the long game. They're not saying, oh, we need to need win right now or else we're not going to try. They're saying, OK, we might take some losses up front. But over time, as we hit the streets, as we're knocking on doors where the GOP is not, we will win. And we need to watch out for that as far as keeping the people who are voting for us. But we need to start adapting that strategy 
in heavily blue areas. We need to stop being afraid and stop being so risk averse that we, we just have just this short term focus. We need to be thinking 10, 20, 30 years down the road. What about school board? Nobody talks about school board as much. Is this something Republicans can win? I mean, I know I have people. The reason I'm asking is my email is full of people desperate to do something. Now, this hap- this happens a lot after a loss. As soon as you, th- well, at least what we think is going to be a loss. As soon as you're licking your wounds, you start looking around wondering, what can I do? Most people aren't going to run for U.S. Senate. Does school board help us? Is there something people can do now? Any area in your local community where you can get into a position of influence, that's going to help. So school boards, great. I mean, if, if that's your thing, get onto the school board. That's important because progressives usually run the school boards and they determine the curriculum that our kids are getting taught. We always complain about this whole woke critical race theory being taught to our kids. Well, if you want to do something about it, run for the school board or support somebody who is. I mean, the school board, mayor, city council, Secretary of State, all of these offices are important. And one thing that that I say on Twitter a lot, you know, if you're concerned about Trump or Biden, but you don't know who your mayor is or you don't know who's in your district on your city council, you might want to reprioritize a little bit. I'm not saying that the federal level isn't important, but Biden is not going to have or or Trump is not going to have as much of an impact on your life as your mayor is. If Donald Trump lost fair and square, which I know there's always voter fraud, there may have been mass amounts, there may have been tiny amounts, we're obviously going to try to figure that out. But if he lost fair and square in that perfect world, why did he lose? You know, I think it's um, it's easy to, to blame the media, but the media attacks him just like they attack every other Republican president. I don't think the coronavirus helped. I think if coronavirus hadn't happened, we would be, we would be having a different conversation right now. There were mistakes that he made in his handling of the coronavirus. It wasn't nearly as bad as how the the left made it sound. But I think in a lot of ways, Trump tended to get in his way a lot. And I think a lot of people did vote down ballot for Republicans, but they voted for Biden for president. And I think a lot of it was just that they may not mind his policies all that much. They may be okay with his policies. But I think people just wanted things to calm down a little bit. And they maybe saw him as the one who was making everything chaotic and, you know, intensifying our political discourse, which, I mean, he did add to that, but he was more of a symptom of that, of that problem than the cause. It was going on before him. And I think what's going to happen is that these people who have this mindset, if he loses, after he's gone, they're going to see that things aren't really changing and they're going to wonder what's going on. So I, I, I think it was a mixture of things. But at the end of the day, I think the Republican Party and Trump, I mean, we got to take personal responsibility. Why did we lose these voters? Why weren't we so far ahead enough to where potential voter fraud wouldn't have mattered? These are all questions that we need to ask ourselves and come up with good answers. Jeff Charles, appreciate you, my man. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to pay tribute to a legend. Hang on. We lost a great one. I know I normally use this time to lift you up, but we lost Alex Trebek. He was 80 years old, lost him to pancreatic cancer, which is a terrible thing. But we just wanted to pay homage. This little video came out. I remember this moment where Alex Trebek was doing his final Jeopardy thing, and some guy was clearly going to lose and decides he's going to give up all the money he has just to thank Alex Trebek. And I thought it was a really cool moment. Did you come up with the right one? No. What is we love you out? That's very kind. <laughs> Thank you. Costio, 1995. 
You're left with five bucks. Okay. Pretty cool, right? Salute to one of the great ones. A blast from the past. We could use a lot more like him these days. All right. We'll do it again in a moment. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.